So, hi friends, and welcome to the podcast. This is episode 26, and the second part of our little venture into the whole area of self-care. That's right, the importance of looking after ourselves, because you are worth it. So, last time we began the journey of asking the questions, what does it really mean to look after ourselves, and why is that important? And uh, if you didn't get a chance to listen to that podcast, then go back to that episode and have a quick listen there and bring yourself up to speed because today we're going to move on a little bit further in that journey of what does it mean to look after ourselves? What does self-care look like? It's a very in vogue term and word these days because, well, we're bombarded by so much stress and pressure and anxiety and worry and concern that these things can weigh really heavily upon our shoulders and if we're not careful and if we don't really take care of ourselves we can find ourselves caught into all sorts of negative cycles which probably start in the mind and then can manifest in all types of different uh, negative behaviors so what does it really mean to look after ourselves session two let's really begin to dig into this and let's frame it within the context of three simple statements. The first thing is this, um, who am I? We're going to talk about acceptance is born out of our identity and what does that really mean for you and for me. Then we're going to look at the issue of who am I or what am I becoming, the process of renewal in our lives and how does that inner transfer transformation take place and what does that really mean um, for us. And then the third area is, what then am I able to offer? The giving of ourselves to others. Because when we have really tended to our own self-care, then we position ourselves to, um, well, be able to offer ourselves to others from a position of, well, from a fuller position, let's say. From a position whereby we've, we've learned some of the, the keys to our own personal um, inner strength and um, how we mine for that and how we really um, discover that. So let's take a bit of a dig in, starting with this whole idea of, of who I am, um, that our acceptance is born out of our identity. There is a part of me that that thinks it's, it's really difficult to overstate this, that the, the value and the importance of, of self-acceptance really does go to the heart of what self-care is all about. And, and I, I'm giving these talks born out of personal experience, born out of the, the journey that I am on. Um, I frame that journey within the context of, of the faith that I, I've come to discover. Um, and that faith is born out of a, of a journey with, with Christ. And so I want to talk to you from my own perspective that that, that this journey of, of acceptance, which is the foundation out of which the building of my life ought to be constructed, is discovered in the realization that I am a person made in the image and the likeness of God. And we've spoken about this on numerous occasions in the past, uh, not least of which in the first part of this self-care sort of two talk um, program. So for me, the key is, is a Christ-born identity of, of recognizing that, that I discover who I am at best when I recognize that I am made in the image and the likeness of God. And then when I begin to discover a Christ-born identity, I realize that 
that I am a child of God, that I am part of the family of God, what this starts to do is it starts to frame the way in which I think about myself and therefore the way that I conduct myself and the worldview that I develop as I move forward on that journey. And so it really is about beginning to renew my mind, renew the way that I think, renew the way that I perceive myself in the light of the work of Christ, um, both in his death and his resurrection and what that means for me as an individual. And so that really is to do with this whole idea of acceptance. Who am I? Well, John, when he was writing his first letter, he said, and what we will be has not yet been made fully known. But what he goes on to state is the fact that we are the children of God. Yes, we have been given that revelation that I am a child of God. Yes, I am. This is part of the, the born identity of who I am as an individual. Now, of course, I don't always feel like that. I don't always live up to that. And as a result of that, my mind can be plagued by all sorts of different negative thinking patterns. And sometimes we all need help to break out of those things to get to a place which is much more positive, much more fruitful, an area where we are we are thriving. In fact, when we think of some of the anxieties that we can carry through life, we can see how these can be manifested in all sorts of different behaviours and overthinking issues with memory, problems with sleep, headaches, trouble breathing, constant worrying, procrastination. Oh, that's a, that's a one that seems to manifest itself regularly in my own uh, life experience. Um, avoidance, want, not, not wanting to tackle issues, to take things on. Uh, panic attacks, the needing of reassurance, the lack of patience in relationships. All of these things can be signs that really we are living with higher levels of anxiety than we ought to be and that we need to be taking some level of action if you like to move out of those areas into something which is much more positive and so we need to first of all recognize who we are to, to build our lives on the bedrock of that foundational understanding because then we start to make adjustments so that our thinking starts to align itself with the truth of the statement of who I am and what the foundation of my life is all about. And so when we move on to this second area of, of who or what I'm becoming, I guess we start to talk about the whole process of renewal and what that means and how that pans itself out and how that works itself out in practice. We, we can take verses like this that Paul writes to the church at Philippi, you know, do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation by prayer and petition with thanksgiving, present your request to God. And then he says, and the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will put a guard over your heart and your mind in Christ Jesus, really important stuff, really valuable information for us to grasp and to begin to build our lives on. But he doesn't stop there. He goes on and he says, now, finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, then think about such things. 
Let's pause there just for a moment. How much of our time is preoccupied by thinking about things that are not pure, not lovely, not admirable, not right, not noble? You know, do we need to turn the ship of our life around so that our perspective and our thinking is based in this level of positivity rather than negativity on the journey towards personal renewal and adjusting our life so that we are becoming the person that Christ wants us to be. Now, a big key here and, and one of the ways in which we really need to give thought and to consideration is, is of the environments that that actually start to shape us. You know, sometimes we just need to breathe. Many people, you know, they don't learn to live because no one has taught them how to breathe. Sometimes we just need to catch our breath. And if we're gonna catch our breath, then we need to think about the environments in which we're taking those breaths from. Are they positive? Are they negative? Are they encouraging or are they toxic? You know, we can sometimes do quite a bit about the environments that shape us, the environments that we walk in, the environments that we stay in, the environments that we live in. You know, we all often have the ability to choose, not all the time, but we can often choose the sort of environments that we want to live in. We have to consider those environments because those environments help to determine the quality of the air that we're going to breathe and that can make a real difference in our lives. Are you surrounded by negativity, by gossip, by rudeness or are you surrounded by positivity and generosity? These things can have a massive impact upon our life, upon our emotional and mental well-being, upon our spiritual growth and development because environments shape us. We become like the environments and the company that we keep. And you have to be intentional about these things. It doesn't just happen. Well, things do just happen, but sometimes we need to be really intentional about stuff so that we can make a positive step as to how we're going to live. So let's really think long and hard about some of the environments that uh, we find ourselves in. The first step to self-care is putting yourself in the right place. It's about believing in yourself that you are worth investing in, that you are worth looking after. Think about those physical environments. You know, this can make a really, really big difference. Um, maybe just take a moment to declutter you know that that space in which you spend a lot of time let's look to declutter some of that stuff so that our mind can be at rest when we are sitting in those places let's get out in the open air a little bit more let's get out into the fresh air let's take some walks that enable us to just breathe some of the air that is around us what about those spiritual environments the house where we worship what is that bringing into our lives and the people environments, the company that we keep? This stuff really does matter. So think about those clutter zones. Think about how you can create some free space. Think about how you can declutter your life. 
And also, what about simplifying processes, simplifying finances, putting in structures, making intentional decisions that take you on a journey that removes some of those areas of stress out of your life? How can we simplify and taking time away from some of those digital devices? What about a good digital detox? What about putting in some measures around the amount of time that we're spending on social media and all of these other things that can crowd into our mental space and cause us to feel pressure in a way that um, ought we ought not to be feeling? So let's think about some of those um, environments. And what about some of those attitudes that can otherwise contain us, can restrict us? Your attitude, somebody said, determines your altitude. The distance or the way in which we're going to fly is determined by the attitude that we keep. Inadequacy, failure, comparison. What can we do about these things? Look, we all feel inadequate in certain areas of our life, but probably not in every area of our life. Look at those areas of your life where you don't actually feel inadequate, that actually you feel like you have got some measure of gift in. I think, well, I haven't got any area of gift. You know, I haven't got any area of adequacy. But is that really true? Or has it just been sort of knocked out of you? Has it been stolen? Has it been robbed from you? Think about areas where in the past you have had adequacy, where gifts were beginning to emerge, where strength was beginning to show itself. Now, maybe you've been through bad experiences that that sort of taken that away from you, but go and revisit it. Go back past all the negativity and get to that place in your life where you were beginning to think, ah, maybe I did have adequacy here. I demonstrated some measure of strength there. I showed some level of giftedness in this area. But bad experiences have knocked that out of you. You feel like you have, the wind's been taken out of your sails and, and now you're struggling with it. But, but go back to that place and think, yeah, if it weren't for that experience or maybe that environment or maybe that attitude, um, I could have gone on and developed in this way. Well, it's not too late. It's not too late to cut back all of that rubbish, all of that stuff and get back to that place where the blossom was beginning to show on the tree. The, the shoots were beginning to break out of the ground. There was a life, a passion, a desire a contribution that you felt that you could make, go back to that place and start to rebuild again. It's not too late for you. And get yourself in some company with people that are going to help you on that journey, that are going to encourage you on that road. It's not too late. Don't give yourself over to inadequacy. Go and mine again for where those gifts really lie and see how you can build. So, oh, but my life's just, it's just a, you know, it's just littered with failure. Every failure is an opportunity to learn. If only to learn how not to do something. All of our lives are littered with failures. All of our lives are littered with mistakes. But we can learn from those failures. We can learn from those mistakes. They're some of the greatest and most valuable life lessons that any of us can experience. So let's go into looking at those failures from a different perspective. Instead of thinking, ah, you know, I just fell down, fell down. Why did you fall down? What was the reason for that error? What was the reason for that mistake? 
and let's learn from that so that we don't need to make that same mistake again. And this is how we take the failures of our lives and begin to turn them around. We need to learn from our failures. And the other thing that contains us in terms of attitudes is that terrible thing that we call comparison, whereby we're just measuring our own life on the back of somebody else's particularly somebody else's success. Sometimes we look at another person and all that we see is their success, their success, their success. And we draw comparison against that and we feel like we're never going to be able to do that. We're never going to be able to climb that mountain. We're never going to be able to achieve that level, level of result. But we don't know the story behind those people's lives often. You know, we, we make presumptions that sometimes life has just been delivered to them on a plate and often that is not the case. And even if it was... It would not be right for us to draw an unfair comparison with that person. We have our own life to live, our own gifts to nurture, our own experiences to explore. And so you are your own unique self and you need to take care of yourself from that perspective, not from making unhealthy comparisons, but actually determining the base of your progression on who you are as a person and making sure you're building on a good and solid foundation. So let's put inadequacy, failure and comparison to one side. Let's look at those attitudes that can otherwise contain us and see how we can be freed from them in life. The other thing to consider really in, in making this adjustment to understanding who we are becoming as people is considering the pace that can sometimes crush us. You know, we, we have to determine the pace of our life. It's about looking at rhythm. It's about containing um, certain pressures. It's about positioning ourselves for fruitfulness rather than feeling that we've got pressure coming into us from every which way. Start a to-do list. Write down your priorities. Stop and pause and think what really matters in my life over the next seven days and determine some of those things. How much time am I spending with my spouse? How much time am I giving to the kids? These are real challenges in our lives. How much time am I giving to self-development? And look at where the priorities need to make to be made and begin to determining some of those things. And sometimes you just need to know when to cut your losses. Sometimes you need to know when to change position. Sometimes you need to build with different material and say, this is not working. I'm going to stop. I'm going to cut my losses. I'm going to take a different perspective and start again from a different position. Four things to finish. As we're just looking at this idea of who am I building on the right foundation? For me, that's got to be from a Christ position. That is the basis upon which I'm building my worldview that is the foundational place that I'm starting from. I want to adjust my life so that in terms of building on that foundation, I am working towards who I am becoming, the process of renewal. And then when I've got there, I can then say, and this is what I've got to offer, the giving of myself to others. But four simple thoughts in that whole process of just renewing and determining the person that I'm becoming from a place of really taking care of myself. First thing is this, look to build in margin. 
look to build in margin. Let's not run on empty. What do you need to do to build margin into your life? That's why I'm talking about things like the physical environments that we have, spiritual environments, the people environments, all of these things. How can we, <coughs> excuse me, how can we build margin into these areas of our life so that we're not simply running on empty? Because, you know, the pressure of running on empty is you don't know whether you're going to get to the garage in time. That's the problem I face sometimes with the car. You know, you just keep letting it go down and down and down that fuel tank, that fuel gauge. And you think, I'm going to get to the garage. I'm going to get to the garage. Already I've built into my life an unnecessary level of stress. Why didn't I fill up sooner? What is it about life? What is it about us as people that often allows us to, to really go to the... Oh, I think I just pressed pause there. So let me get back to it just for a second. It really does matter that, that we build these margins into our lives. It does make a great difference. Second thing is this creating stamina. We need to learn to build internal strength through the process of regular good practices. Look at the whole area of just physical exercise as an example of that. You know, if we want to build stamina into our life, then we've got to build some level of exercise into our routine. Do more walking rather than car trips. Go out for a run or an extended walk. Get yourself down to the gym. Whatever it is that you need to do, those are the things that will help to build stamina into your life from a physical point of view. But then look at that from what does mental stamina look like? What does emotional stamina look like? What does spiritual stamina look like in your experience? And then begin to build into the build in the practices that allow that to happen. Okay, so I'm going to restrict the amount of time that I spend in the digital world. Why? Because I can feel the pressure of that affecting my mental health. Well, let's put a pause there then. And instead of going there, let's go and take our minds into a different area whereby we are exercising and receiving something that's different, that's actually building strength and resilience rather than adding to stress. Developing resilience. We all get knocked down in life. We all have to face disappointment. We all have to learn how to manage frustration. These things are not going anywhere. We live in the world in which we live. We're always going to be facing disappointment. We're always going to be challenged with frustration. We're always going to be working against situations that require us to get up and start again. We have to learn how to develop resilience. And resilience, part of the key to resilience is when we get knocked down, we get up again. And when we get knocked down, we get up again and we look at why we got knocked down. We look into the reasons for that to see whether things that we can change next time. But sometimes, you know, it's just life and it's just the way that it is. And we have to build resilience and develop resilience so that we can keep going. And the fourth thing is maintain some level of rhythm. Learn how to pace yourself. Work with your natural rhythms. Take some time to self-adjust, to look into your own practices, your own life. Where do you have more energy? What time of the day do you have more energy? Is that in the morning or the evening, the afternoon? What does that mean then for your work practices? Look at those things. Give consideration to those things. 
Look at it from an annual point of view. What times of year are you at your best? What times of year are you at your worst? And when you are moving into that season, when you know that you're not going to be at your best, how are you preparing yourself for that? Are you cutting yourself some slack? Um, are you pacing yourself in the right manner? Do you need to put yourself in a different environment during that particular season so that you are maintaining your own well-being and your own self-care? If we can find a pace that enables us to flourish rather than to be crushed, then we can take the steps that we need to take in order to look after ourselves, in order to allow us to get to that place where we can really start to flourish. Let's close with this simple thought. We are each created in the image and the likeness of God. Every human being is valued and important in the eyes of Christ. And that includes you and that includes me. If God has put that much value upon you and I as a human being, then we should put value upon our own lives. And putting value upon something means taking care of it. Let me encourage you to take care of yourself, to put into place those things that are going to enable you to flourish. Maybe that means sitting down with somebody and having a helpful conversation. Maybe it means teasing some of the practices that you have currently in your life and seeing how you can make adjustments, how you can make changes. Whatever it is that you need to do, stop, consider, think, maybe write it down and determine in, determine in your own heart. You know what? I can make a change here. Maybe it's just a small change. Maybe it's just a two degree change or a two degree shift. But if you make a two degree shift this week and a two degree shift the week after and a two degree shift the week after that and a further two degree shift in a month's time, you can be eight degrees away from where you are now in terms of turning your situation around. Let's think about how we can truly flourish in our life so that we can be the best version of ourselves and the greatest or one of the greatest ways that we can do that as well as understanding the foundation that we're building our life upon is saying you know what I'm going to take care of myself by looking at the practices of my life and making some adjustments where I need to make them. So my friends let's consider the importance of self-care because when we are at our best that is when we can make our greatest contribution into this world and into the lives of others and that's what it's all about living from a place of hope and peace and generosity that's when we make our greatest contribution so thanks for having a listen in to this podcast on the whole area of self-care i trust that you find some value in that and along with me may we each continue to be making those two degree shifts until we get to that place where we need to be in terms of looking after ourselves and so until next time on the podcast may grace and peace be with you <music>